Hi, I'm Ray Dubicki, and this is the Urbanist Podcast, preview number two. In the next few weeks, we are going to be rounding up some of the best news and features covered by the Urbanist and putting them into audio form. I have the delightful honor to work with the Urbanist's managing editor, Natalie Argarius. We're looking forward to releasing episodes into the wild very soon. The heavy lifting of a podcast isn't just the wires plugged into the right spots. For that part, they've given me a microphone and access to weird audio effects. It lets me do stuff like this. Klaatu Barata Nikta. That's all the syllables, right? Is that all the syllables? That's all the syllables. Which is objectively hilarious if you enjoy classic sci-fi or weird Bruce Campbell, but not so much mid-career Keanu, and we all love Keanu anyway. We're also trying to get the tone right, and that means doing take after take like this. Stopping and starting and stopping and starting. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome. This is the Urbanists Podcast. I'm Natalie Argarius, and I'm joined here by... Ray Dubicki. Hi, everybody. That was really cheesy. I want to try it again. I shouldn't do it that way. No, that's quite all right. We we can even do like the like really official news handoff. It's like, yeah. I'm Natalie Argarius. I'm Ray Dubicki. Okay. Yeah, let's do it that way. Let's do it that way. That felt, it felt weird being... Okay. All right. So I'll start again. All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Natalie Gargarius, and this is the Urbanist Podcast. Hi, I'm Ray Dubicki, and in this week's episode, we're going to cover some missing middle housing and a little bit about the interbay uh, industrial areas. Alrighty, we can try that. <clears throat> so that's happening. But getting ourselves together for a podcast doesn't mean the news stops. And breaking news and informative articles about governance, land use, and transportation around Puget Sound is what the urbanist does best. So two notes from this Valentine's Day week, 2022. First, here's a bit of discussion between me and Natalie about the demise of missing middle bill in the Washington legislature. Uh, But there was an attempt in the Washington state legislature this year in order to create more or cause cities to create more missing middle housing. Yes, that was House Bill 1782, which was sponsored in the House by Representative Jessica Bateman and in the Senate by Senator Mona Das. And they were asked to sponsor this legislation by the big guy himself, Governor Jay Inslee. And yet, not even his backing was enough to get the bill over the finish line. And the bill changed a lot over the way, um, along the way. If you look at its first incarnation and then you compare it to where it landed just before it died, um, there were a lot of changes that took place, mostly done in the name of compromise, which is part of what makes the defeat sting so much. Now, the bill itself was asking jurisdictions, different cities and in the, in the state, um, to add the ability to build a certain type of house. What did it start as? So where it started was any city that plans under the Growth Management Act would need to allow for more housing types in single-family zones. And these could be duplexes, triplexes, quadplexes, or sixplexes. And there were two forms that this could take. One is that it would need to occur within a half of a mile of a frequent transit stop. So that could be light rail. That could be bus service that runs at uh, regular intervals um, during the peak hours of the day. 
or that could be something like a sounder train station. And looking at it, it looked like almost all of the city of Seattle actually would have met that uh, met that requirement. We're talking about that original bill in the past tense. We are. Um, what changed? Okay, so the biggest change is that there was another competing missing middle housing bill that was put forth by resident representative, sorry, representative Gary Pollitt of Seattle, and I think a little north of Seattle as well. Um, and he created a bill that was a comprehensive planning bill called um, House Bill 1982. He called it a very comprehensive bill about comprehensive planning and that doesn't even begin to uh, encompass what it encompasses. It was a really um, elaborate, I don't know, it had many, 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 many components to it. And the missing middle housing was one. Representative Pollitt's bill died first because it didn't hit certain deadlines. And then Representative Bateman's bill subsequently died because it also didn't hit certain deadlines. Yeah. So what happened was that it was very narrowly passed by the House. And House members have to decide whether or not to bring it to the Senate. And they're typically only willing to do so if they feel like it has a chance of passing. And so in their decision to not bring it to the Senate, it showed that there was not enough support in the Senate for the bill. Bicameral legislatures, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, that's true. It's true. Some people might say they add another level of complication, but that's how it works now. What what happens for these issues now? Where do we go from here? That is a great question. You know, I think that we're in this short session right now where there are so many things happening and we still have some really good housing bills that are in play, including legalizing accessory dwelling units like backyard cottages and mother-in-law apartments across the state and also easing some of the restrictions on them or preventing restrictions from being imposed on them. So the fact that that bill um, could get passed and has now gone to the Senate is encouraging. We might see that as a first step. You know, maybe that'll be the bill to build upon. Maybe once people realize that putting a basement apartment in their home that they can rent out or they can have a family member move into is actually a wonderful option to have. And then they might think, hey, I, I would actually like to live in a duplex or, you know, it wouldn't be a big deal if somebody built courtyard apartments across from my single family house. It's a fun discussion and will be more fun as we learn audio editing software. The other thing, I want to remind you we have until March 2nd to get comments into Seattle's Office of Planning and Community Development about industrial zones. Exciting, exciting industrial zones. Seattle's trying to rezone every industrial area in the city. Why does this matter? If you have a job in the city and it's not immediately downtown, it's probably dependent on something happening in Interbay or the Duwamish. A lot of those downtown jobs are also dependent on the city's industrial zones, too. The city released a draft environmental impact statement that needs your input. They've created three new zones that will do a lot to stop big box stores and mini storage from gobbling up employment space right next to docks and rail yards. Might even help make interesting places near the new light rail stations in Soto or Interbay. So the idea to rezone the city's industrial lands is good. The specifics will be better once fine-tuned, and that'll be part of the city council's legislative process later this year. We'll have articles about that. What needs help right now is the underlying justification. The environmental impact statement never addresses the history 
that formed our industrial areas in the first place. It's a difficult story. Naturally, being America, it's steeped in racism. The same forces that shoved communities of color into polluted neighborhoods also excluded employers from setting up shop in wealthier enclaves. Seattle is a segregated city, and the effort to rezone our industrial land should address this. When you spend 700 pages describing an area and never actually establish why this is the area you're looking at, we're going to have something to say about it. We have links about these topics in the podcast blog. They also include how to get in touch with legislators and the city council to get your voice heard on these issues. As said, we're looking to release more podcasts over the coming weeks. They'll be a bit more entertaining, a lot more technically astute, and a lot less of me trying to be Ira Glass, if you're lucky. Thanks so much for listening. This is the Urbanist Podcast. I'm Ray Dubicki. We're looking forward to talking to you again very soon. Take care.